Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, live, radio contact. This week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Paxson. We're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week as a way of Paul Whiteside, right, Paul? Hey, Rob, you okay, mate? How's your week been, mate? Yeah, good. Not so, not so bad, mate. Um, tough defeat against uh, against Castleford on, on Sunday, but I'm looking forward to this Sunday against Wigan. A bit nervous about it, though, you know, even though Wigan are on a poor run of form, but we're playing the champions and it's uh, it's always an exciting game we're playing them, so I'm looking forward to that, mate. Yeah, Wigan in a poor run of form, Paul, but, you know, we're. You know, at the top we're competing. You know, we've got to think about, you know, where we are. We're at home as well. You know, it's a game, if you're looking at farm, we should win. Yeah, I know what you mean. But look at when we played Leeds a few weeks ago. So it doesn't always go that way, does it? I don't know. You've got to be wary of these big teams, haven't you? They've got good players and it's whether they click on a day. I'm just hoping that we that we click. And if we click like we did at Catalan, we should get the result. But I'm always a bit wary. Well, I was a bit weird. You know me, I'm cautious, Rob. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. But see, I'm the other way around me. I think we'll go and beat them. I think we'll hammer them on, uh, on Sunday. But plenty of time to talk about that uh, later on. We've got loads on the show uh, this week. We're going to look back at the defeat against Castle the Tigers. We've got all the news coming out of Salford Devils this week. We've got Paul Whiteside's amateur report. We've got interviews with Ian Watson and Ken Seal. Uh, and then we're going to preview uh, the game against Wigan on uh, Sunday. So what we'll do, Paul, we'll start off uh, with the defeat against Castleford. Uh, last Sunday. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your Big Match Review. So, so for a Devil defeated 20 points to 24 uh, against Castleford, uh, Paul. Obviously, Castleford Tigers had a good side, um, but we had our chances. Yeah, we certainly did, Robin. It, it doesn't help when you give a team a lead. Um, I thought the first two tries we conceded were poor, especially that first one for, for Massey. You know, it was an easy try for him, you know, kick through there. We seem to concede a lot of tries from kick throughs, and uh, we've done the hard work there. We defended really well. I think we defended two sets of six, and then sort of the fourth or fifth tackle, a grubber kick go through, nobody reads it, and Massey scores a dead easy try under the post. And then the try after that was was crazy. Nigel Levels running the ball out from from a kick through, and you don't pass the ball there in front of you. You know, try line here five yards out, and the pass was shocking. It was above Chris Wellham's head. It was a heavy pitch. Wellham slips, and it was a real comedy try, really. And you're twelve nil down there, and you're behind the eight ball. But credit to us, I thought we came back there. And credit to Nia Levels, he did a fantastic try saving piece of play a bit later on in the game. Um, and I thought we did all right. Then we, we competed for large parts of the game. We scored some good tries, but like I said before, you, you give give us out a twelve nil lead, and you're always chasing the game. Then, yeah, I think obviously. Slow start. Castle took advantage. You know, you say about the error, the error from Evels giving, you know, trying to trying that pass. To me, Paul, obviously, you look we look back at when and we see the try and we think, why didn't you throw it? Why why don't you keep hold of it? But I want my players to be confident with the ball in their hands, Paul. And if you know the ball 
flies to Welland and Welland manages to catches it and he, he could go 80 yards from there. And I think, obviously, moments like that, obviously it's hard it, on when you're on a tariff and things like go wrong and, you know, get people, people get frustrated and, and start shouting at people. Um, but you just hope that, obviously, the players don't kind of think, oh, we won't try that again just in case we, we drop it again. Because I want to see expansive play from Salford, which are going to test teams end of the day. Because that's, that's what we want. We want to see a team like Salford being able to sort of test teams and, and punish them from a distance. And obviously, Ebel didn't quite, you know, fix it, didn't quite do it this week with his, with his pass to Wellen. But hopefully it won't stop him doing it again next week. Yeah, I see your point. There's a time and a place, though, isn't there? You've got to be careful. Haven't you? You've got to respect the possession, haven't you? There's a lot of coaches saying there's a time and a place to offload, and sometimes five yards from your own line's a bit of a daft play, especially that sort of pass when it's right across your, right across your, across your try line. They're always tricky to take them passes, aren't they? As well, you've got defenders running towards you, so probably not the best place to chuck a daft offload out. But I know what you mean. I know what you're saying. Um, if you look at the way we played against Catalan. We played a very expansive game, didn't we? Attacking from deep in that game, and it was it was a joy to watch, wasn't it? And you've only got to go back at the last couple of seasons. That's the way Castleford have played the game, and it's a breath of fresh air isn't it, to see teams playing that sort of game. So I do know where you're coming from, but like we said before, it, for large parts of the game, I thought we competed really well against Castleford. And Castleford, like you say, a good side. They're probably going to finish in that top five, top six, I would say. Uh, they're a very difficult side to beat at home. And we gave them a real good run for the money. We, we battled back into the game as well. We was 18 points to four down. And we got the game back to 18-16. And um, for, for me, then I thought we was getting on top in the game. We made a mistake from the kickoff that back Ben Nakabuai knocked the ball on. And that let Castleford off the hook, really, because we were right back in the game there. And I thought, not to blame referees, because I don't like blaming referees, but I thought there was one or two 50-50 calls that went against us. Sometimes when you're in those tight games, you need that bit of luck. To, to come out on top and win the game and I don't think really got that look on, on Sunday there was a couple of times where the ball was lost in the tackle and the referee gave a knock-on against Salford and there was one right near the end for Cass and he gave a penalty so sometimes you just need that bit of luck don't you to, to get you over the line and perhaps we just didn't get that but you couldn't fault the effort of the, of the boys I thought the effort was tremendous and it was good to see Adam Walker uh, getting his uh, his first taste of, uh, of rugby league in a Salford shirt as well I'm sure we'll see a lot more from him in the coming weeks as well yeah, Solver's lineup uh, is as follows. Nile Evel at full-back, Daryl Olfert, Chris Welland, Jake Bibber, Ken Seal, Rob Louis, Jackson Hastings, uh, Daniel Murray, Joey Lusick, Gil Dudson, Josh Jones, Jansen Turgut and Matt Fanning on the bench with George Griffin, Adam Walker, Ben Nakambuai and Logan Tompkins. Obviously, looking back at the game, like you said, Paul, two tries for Reg. Uh, fantastic carrying on his farm from, from last, last week and, uh, you know, kept us in the game and, you know, it could have been different if he'd have popped up at the end and scored the winner. Certainly, I thought Bibby was fantastic again. He took his tries really well, and four tries in, in two games is is a really good return. But that that second try he scored, what a fantastic offload from from Jackson Hastings. But having said that, it was a great finish from from Bibby. He had to he had to finish that chance, and he, he, his confidence, you know, when he gets near the line, he, he's looking to get through. He throws a dummy himself, and it had to be scored that. So he, he, the confidence is flowing through him at the moment. It really is, and. You know, Ian Watson said in the press conference he's he's, he's nailed down his place in the side at the moment and he's, he's keeping his shirt. You know, there's a lot of competition for places at Solford in the centres. We've got sort of four four decent centres there, haven't we? And, and two spots available. So those four players are, are jostling for that spot. So it's great to see, you know, young Jake Bibby who's come through the system at Solford doing doing really well. Yeah, what about Jansen Turgut? What footwork he showed there to get <clears> up the line. You know, he's been a great, consistent performer so far. Uh, this season, and you know, he's uh, certainly added a lot to our pack. 
He certainly has. I like to call him all action, Jansen Turgut. I've heard that a couple of times in the reports because he is all action. He works so hard in defence and he's one of those players that's just everywhere. Um, you get so much game time out of him. You know, the amount of game time he got. I think, I think he played 80 minutes. Did he play 80 minutes? I'm not so sure. He played big minutes anyway on, on Sunday against Castleford and he popped up for a try as well. He backs up really well, but he works so hard and he, he's got a bit to his game as well. He's not just one of these forwards that's an head down merchant and does a load of tackling. He can offload the ball. He's got a bit of a kicking game as well. He's a very, very intelligent player and, you know, I think he, I think he's been a steal for us, really. You know, getting him from Hull, he's a, he's a good lad. I was talking to his dad actually after the, after the game, um, and just shook his hand and that, and uh, said, you know, Jansen had a really good game today. His dad said that that's the first time he'd been to see him and he'd scored a try, so he was delighted with that. So, uh, so yeah, I was really pleased for him. And uh, before you go on about man of the matches, I think Jansen was probably my man of the match on on Sunday. I thought he was excellent again. Yeah, and obviously Joey Lusick. Got over for his try. He's such a danger, isn't he, round, round, the, uh, round the sticks area. You know, defences can't cope with him, can they? No, they can't. They can't. And, uh, you know, he didn't just burrow over there from like five yards out. He had to be scored that try. He had to show a, show a bit of a step. And then it was all about his pace. He's pretty quick as well, uh, his Lussick, you know, from, from like a standing start. He's a fast player and he's strong as well, deceptively strong for a guy who's not the biggest bloke in the world. But it was it was a good finish, that. And I think we've got to see a lot more to, to come from, from Joey Lussick. But it was a strange one because Logan Tompkins was on the bench on Sunday and, and Ian Watson didn't use him. He only used three subs. So I don't know whether Logan's not quite fully fit. I'm not too sure there. But you're getting big minutes out of Joey Lussick, you know, 80 minutes out of him there. So, yeah, another good performance from him as well. Yeah, obviously, you know, Ian Watson... Both is is that a strange decision having two hookers on the on the on the in the squad and only using one? Because obviously you know you want fresh legs on you sometimes. I think it's you think, I think it's a bit strange. Obviously bringing into the squad to keep him on the bench but don't play him. Strange one. That. I think it's I think it's strange to have four subs and only use three of them. Mm. I think that that's a strange one. That I mean. Especially in this day and age, now when you've only got the, the the limited substitution rule, so you can't really afford to carry anybody on the bench, can you? So. No, it's. It, I felt a bit sorry for Adam Lawton, actually. I thought he played really well in the, against Catalans in, in France, and I thought he might be back in the side again. I know Greg Burke was missing from the Catalans game, um, but I think Greg had, had got a bit of a niggle. I know he got a bit of a cut, I think, above his eye in, in France, so whether that was keeping him out. But I thought Adam Lawton should have been in there. So, uh, so yeah, we have to judge Ian, though. I know he brought Adam Walker in, and Adam did about 15 minutes, I think, and He's probably he'll probably be the first to admit he's got to work on his fitness because he did look like he was blowing a bit. But he's not played a competitive game for a long time now, and he, he did show, show some some good touches. He's a player that's going to add a lot to us. Ian Watson said that in his interview because he's got a really good offload game. He's always looking to get the ball out, and he's very aggressive as well, and he's a real strong runner. So I'm excited to see what he's going to be like when he's fully fit. Yeah, uh, you spoke to Ken Seo after the game, and this is what you have to say. Right, Ken Seal joins me, just stood next to the burger van on your way to the coach. How do you feel that, that went today, Ken? It was, it was a tough game, in yeah. tough conditions as well, heavy pitch compared to last week. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, obviously, it's a different field compared to the other fields, but, um, you know, boys still turned up, but um, it was a tough game, so can't complain there. No, uh, four tries apiece, though. Yeah, Wigan, yeah. Wigan at home next week, you'll be looking to turn it around in that game, another big game coming up. Yeah, 100%. Um, obviously, you know, they're a strong team and... Um, we just need to bring our A game and hopefully um, just uh, capitalise on our errors. How are you feeling playing with Jake Bibby on that side? You know, two tries again, Jake. He's, he's yeah, done yeah. really well since he's coming. Done good. Yeah, he's good. He's stepped up to the plate. But um, that's the good thing about the club. You know, we've got um, 
people ready to jump jump in and um, you know, play the best game. So, do you feel there is competition for places now at Salford, and you've got to play well every week? Because I know Ed Chamberlain's waiting there to come back into the side as well, isn't he? So you yeah, must, yeah. must feel that pressure. That you've got to perform every week. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, you know, without them in the team, you know, um, we wouldn't be able to put our best foot forward and um, you know compete against each other. So it's good to have that uh, depth in the in the team and uh, in the club. So yeah. Thanks for speaking to us today, Ken, and good luck next week, mate. Right, cheers, mate. Thank you. That was Ken C.O. Paul talking to you after the game. And like, like you said, and like he said, you know, it's all about kind of learning uh, and sort of moving forward and improving every week. Yeah, it certainly is. I think the players have learned a lot from the St. Helens game. And I think they learned a lot from that game against Castleford on Sunday. You know, it's uh, credit to them really that they stayed in that game. You know, the Salford sides have gone there to Castleford and played against them over the last few years. And we've, we've had some hidings there, haven't we? Some real big defeats. But we didn't. I thought we, we dug in there. We stayed in the arm wrestle of the match. And as I said before, if one or two things had gone our way, we, we could have quite easily won that game. So we weren't a million miles off. So... Um, so yeah, it was um, it was a good effort from the from the players, and that's all you can ask. But if we can just fine tune a few things, I think we can uh, we can start getting results from games like that. Yeah, I think obviously if we're looking, you know, back Catalan game and Castleford game, if you're looking down that fixture list, do you think you get two two points out of them four? Honestly, Catalan away and Castleford away, because for me, obviously Catalan is always a difficult place to go. Castleford Tigers are a top team at home. Um, so to get two points out of them four is a bonus from where I'm standing. Well, it's been it's been an excellent start, mate. To be honest with you, you know we've we've played four four games, three of them, yeah. and we've come really close in the other one. So you know the whole car win was a good result. You know, no, they're a tough sides to beat at home. Huddersfield Giants, you know, decent on their own ground. Um, the Catalan Dragons results are an excellent result. I mean, you've only got to look at the end of the season how many games they 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 lose at home. We don't lose many home games. Um, I know they play Leeds this weekend, and I've tipped them to beat Leeds this weekend. So we'll see how they go there. But and Castleford's another one. It was it was a tight game, so it's been a, it's been an excellent start for us. And you know we we've got to make sure we get a result against Wigan now. And I think that's going to be a tough game on on Sunday, as I said before. They've lost a few games, but they they're going to be hard to beat. But we're competing in matches. We've got eight points. It's been a really solid start for us. Yeah, because that's what top teams do, Paul, don't they? The uh, you know they win all their own games and nick them away. And that's how you get in the sort of the top six, top eight, and that's what Salford have failed to do previously, in historically. Um, but as long as we keep winning all our own games, nicking you know ones away, you know the world's our oyster. We could go, we could go all the way. We could, we could, Rob. I think you've just got to, like I said before, you've got to be cautious on on your your predictions. I'd love us to finish in the top four or five this season, but I wouldn't be like too upset if we didn't because. I think this season it's all about improving. If we can improve on last season, win more games than we did last season, I'd be happy with that because you've made an improvement. As long as we don't finish bottom of the table, I think that's great. We're not going to get relegated, but I'd like to see us do better than we did last season and score and, and win more matches and get more points on the league ladder. Um, but, you know, look at the start we've had. Perhaps we can finish higher in the table. I know Ian Watson certainly seems to think we can. And the early signs say that say that we can, you know, the results that we've had. So, um, but yeah, I'm cautious, but I'm excited as well because I think we've got a lot of potential. We've got some good players in that side, and if we can keep them all fit like they are at the moment, the spine of the team, we can trouble we can trouble most teams in the league. Yeah, I agree with you, Paul. I agree with that. I think there's hunger as well. I think there's hunger. You can, you can sense it. You know, there's a group of players there who are quality, and obviously they work hard. And if you get the opportunity and the ball bounces in the right way. Um, and we come across teams, you know, who are beatable. You know, we we could be a sort of top six, top eight club. Like you said, it's kind of a, 
a transition period from a club that were kind of sort of bottom of the middle to being sort of top, top, yeah, bottom of the top. If you know what I mean, that, and that's the that's the difficult. That's where we are, I think, at the moment. And you're hoping, like I say, it's kind of a sort of a two or three year process, I think, of staying in that top eight and competing in that top eight and getting good cut runs. So then players get used to playing at that higher level. Fans get used to watching rugby at that higher level. So then everyone gets a much more happier experience and watching Salford and Devils, which will then grow the crowds and the people of Salford will get behind us again. And it'll be fantastic. And I think it's just a matter of, like I say, Ian Watson's done a fantastic job, um, you know, so far. And it seems it's just part of the a process that we're, we're in now where we're going from, like you say, top of the bottom to um, sort of bottom of the top, maybe. Well, I think if you look at the, the league at the moment, I don't think there's a lot to choose between any of the teams. You've only got to look at London Broncos. No one gave them a, a cat and else chance of, of staying up, did they? And they've got six points out of They beat Leeds Rhinos and they beat the Champions Wigan and I think they beat Wakefield Trinity as well. They damaged Wakefield Trinity. So they've had, they've had three excellent wins. So on the day, I don't think there's a lot to choose between most of the, t- the teams in the league. I think you've got St. Helens and Warrington at the moment who look like they're just a, a level above everybody else uh, with the squad size and the way they play in the game at the moment. But it's a long, hard season. You know, Saints get one or two injuries and then they could get dragged back down in, into the mix. But the other side, I don't think there's anything to, to, to between them at all. The only thing that, that sort of worries me is with, with Salford sometimes is just maybe a bit of a lack of belief. Do we believe that we can actually, you know, you know, go that, that step further because look at the Leeds game. You know, Leeds can't win an argument at the moment, yet they come and dismantle us at Salford. So is that a mental thing? Do we sort of I don't know what's the what's the word I'm looking for. Do we are we a bit in awe of these teams when we're playing? Because Ian Watson said that to me on um, on Sunday. He he seemed to think do the player are the players not quite sure of how good they actually are? Because sometimes you've just got to have that belief, haven't you? And I think if we'd had that on Sunday we could have we could have beat Castleford. So so I think we're looking good. I think we're in a good place at the moment. And I think Sunday's game against Wigan will be a big marker to see exactly where we are because they're struggling and you know we should be full of confidence going into that game. Yeah, I agree with that. Like you said, it's it's all about belief. And Ian Watson's kind of building a culture at Salford, turning you know what a, cult, a culture of nearly men and, and going to teams like you know Wigan and Leeds and thinking, well, we're not going to we're not going to win here to a club that goes to Wigan and goes to Leeds and think, you know what, we're going to win today. And that's the likes of likes of Castleford and the likes of Warrington um, have been on that journey and, and, and they're a top side now. And you've got to kind of learn how to compete in these games first before you actually go and go and sort of take the next step and actually start, you know, beating the big teams, you know, consistently. And I think that's where we are as, as, as a club. I think uh, sort of Ian Watson, the players, it's a journey, Paul. They're on the way. Um, last couple of seasons, obviously Challenge Cup semi-final, all comes back for the, to that million pound sort of miracle. The club is on the up, and I really do think that obviously, if this sort of transition continues for the next couple of years, and we get in that top eight, and we stay in that top eight, and get good cup runs, you know, and it could be it could be a big moment for Salford. Yeah, certainly, certainly could. It's like I think sometimes you need that culture to change, don't you? Um, there's been games over the past where. I can't say whether whether this is just true, but I always got the feeling in a lot of games over the years we've gone into them just to keep the score down. You know, going away to you can name the teams, can't you? St. Helens, Wigan, Leeds, going to these grounds, and you know we've we've gone there beaten before we walked out, haven't we? You've only got to look at our record. I mean, I was looking at the record against Wigan at home in the Super. I think we've won four and lost seventeen. So 
it's a poor record, but there's about half a dozen clubs you could look at our record against and say, oh, it's absolutely terrible, that. But isn't that sometimes down to belief? Let, let's, you know, let, let's go into games now and we have got the potential to beat teams now, I think. We've got those players. We've got Jackson Aston on the side. You've got Robert Louis in the team. You've got a really good spine. Nia Levels, Ken Seal. These are good players. Josh Jones, these are, these are school players that have won trophies. Josh Jones played in grand finals and that. So we've not just got a team full of has-beens now and... Um, We've got players in there that can do the damage and we've just got to go into those games and believe we can. Yeah, I think it's both on off the field as well. Those fans, like you said, Wigan come at home, you think, you know, you know, if they don't have a good day and we have a great day, we, we, we might win. But that's not right. We should be saying, let's, let's go at Wigan. Let's make, make it difficult as possible for them. We've got enough quality players in, in that team uh, to do Wigan some real damage. And that's both, you know, the, on, on the field, the players should know that. And off the field, we watch these players every week. We know how good they are, don't we, Paul? Um, yeah. And it's it's just a matter of belief. And, and we we don't know how it's going to turn out, do we? Do we on 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 Sunday? Um, but you're just hoping that, like you say, you keep that belief going. That like the Catalan game where everything stuck, and you know it, it lifted everybody, the crowd and and the players. And you know, obviously, we get beat against Castleford, but it's not the end of the world. We we gave Castleford a good run. I don't think there were many people who got a cast and uh, go down by less than less than four like we did because Cass are a good side so that's, I think that's a positive result even though it was a defeat Well they play St. Helens this weekend Castleford I think it's on Friday night mm. um, and you'll get you'll be able to gauge that one just to see how they go against St. Helens because St. Helens have, have brushed away everybody haven't they they've, they've, they've played against this season said so before they looked sort of a, a, a class above everybody else so you'd be able to judge Castleford on that and I, I don't know Castleford have got a couple of injuries at the moment I know Luke Gale's out for the, for the season I think isn't it so they're on about replacing him they've still got some good players there and a, and a good squad but you'll see how they go this weekend that'll be interesting to, to see that result yeah uh, stats wise uh, Paul we'll do meet and makers first uh, Gil Dudzum 84 Jansen Turgut 93 Daniel Murray 49 Josh Jones 94 you know Dudson and Turgut and Turgut you know big meet and makers there on, on such a small pitch yeah, I thought Gil Dudson had an excellent game on, on Sunday. He really did put his head down and and, and cart the ball and he, he, he carried it up really bravely as well. As I said about Jansen Turgut before, all action. He played big minutes and uh, and did a lot of hard yards. And Josh Jones, I think we might have said it on last week's podcast about Josh. He could get man of the match every week. And sometimes I think because he's so consistent, he's like an 8 out of 10 every week. But because he's so consistent, you sometimes overlook him for your man of the match watch because you just expect him to play well anyway. Yeah, it's, like I said, there's some stars on that outside who kind of go under the radar because obviously, you know, you've got the likes of Jackson Aitens and, and Rob Lewis, you know, take all the headlines out how well how well they play. But the likes of Turger and Dudson and Murray, they're, they're the platform builders. They get, you know, the likes of uh, Jackson Aitens into a position to do a damage. And, you know, I, I think these lads deserve, you know, much more sort of the spotlight on them because they work hard, Paul, they work hard. You certainly do, and if you if you look to us a week game on on Sunday, you're gonna need your pack to get on top because we're gonna have got a pretty big pack. And I think if you're gonna win that game, and you want Jackson Aces Robert Louis to play, you've got to be allowed to play, and you need your pack to build that platform for those players to you know to to, to be allowed to play on on the game day. So the forward battle on Sunday against Wigan's gonna be pivotal as it was last Sunday against Castlewood. Yeah, uh, top tacklers, uh, Turgut with 36. Flanagan with 41, Joe Lusick with 47, Murray with 30, uh, Flanagan 41, Lusick 47, both, you know, super aggressive in defence and make a load of good tackles too. 
You certainly do. Jan, uh, Joey Lussick's been excellent since we signed him. I think he's 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 a bit of a gem, isn't he? Not a lot of people knew much about Joey when he came over, and uh, I think we found a bit of a gem there. And I'm sure there'll be other clubs looking at him, thinking, "Wow, he's a, he's a really good hooker and but one for the future as as the present." He's only a youngster, isn't he? So he's been doing really well, works hard in, a, in attack and defence. And Matt Flanagan. Mr. Consistent. Now it's good to see him back in the side because he he was dropped earlier on in the season and perhaps that's just the sort of a wake up call that he needed to uh, keep performing because there's competition for places in that pack, isn't there? I know we've not got the biggest squad in the world, but there's uh, there, there's it, there, there's definitely competition there. And with Adam Walker coming in now and Adam Lawton as well playing himself into contention, the the guys can't rest on the laurels. They've got to keep performing every week. Yeah, Paul, and then the man they've got to got to. Uh... You know, impress is Ian Watson, and you spoke to him after the game, and this is what he had to say. Coach's corner. Right, Ian Watson joins me after defeat. Do you think we were our own worst enemies to, at times today, especially in the first half? Yeah, I think just a few. When, when we play the top teams, it's always small margins that get you in. I think we've just. Um, caused our own problems really with a few little errors um, obviously the error that led to the, the second try where obviously Chris Wellham slipped um, the one Ben Nakabiri knocks on him from the first kick off and we made a few little errors on the first two tackles in our sets and that just put pressure on us really and then we made a couple of um, defensive misreads um, where they got where they got obviously success on the back of but to be fair overall as a performance I think we've kind of shown that we can come to places like this and compete I think it was time in that second half it looked like the game was sort of going away from us but then we bounced back scored two tries in 18-16 yep. you must have felt as a coach we're right back in the match there yeah no we spoke at half time and we said look we're really confident as a group here if we just tidy up our little areas and them little areas there I'm sure we'll get the result here um, what happened is we got back in into the game and then again we made them errors and it's just small margins we just didn't control the field position as well as what they did in that second half and even in the first half they, they did it real well but the best teams do that they have a knack of kind of completing the sets and then putting you under pressure getting a repeat set and they consistently did that today and we, we didn't do it consistently enough really we needed to probably be a bit more mature with our kind of attack Would Paul McShane be a player that you, you watched in the week because yeah. he, he's yeah. like the difference between the two sides Yeah right, I thought he was great again today to be fair um, we spoke about him everyone every, I think every team will look at him and kind of identify him and we know what he's like in and around the rook um, I think the one big thing is once their middles get on the front foot so the quick obviously the big human being so you've got to put numbers in the tackle which obviously means then if they win that tackle you've got to you've got a staggered line defensively and that's when Paul McShane's at its best and I thought we counteracted it for large parts of the game but I thought in, in good ball areas he was really smart Can you take positives out of this game because you've come to Castleford who are one of the fancied sides yep. really and you've, you've scored four tries the same as them yep. you've really you've really competed with them is that something that Ian Watson can say to the lads we're learning now? Yeah I, I think the one big thing for us is we've got to have more belief in ourselves as a team that we are a top team to come to Castleford and perform the way we have done to perform how we did against St Helens for large periods shows a good team I know we've got quite a lot of young lads here and they need they don't really know what levels they're at yet they're kind of figuring out and learning but they're a top group and they're a top group of players and they're a top team this year and I'm, I really do believe if, if we keep applying ourselves with the right work ethic and the right attitude that we're showing at the moment and we tidy up them little small margins that we'll be a top team this year Jake Bibby Cross for two tries again yeah. you must be pleased with him is yeah. he making that shirt his own at the moment? Yeah outstanding I think it's his at the moment mate I'll be dead honest um, I just think the way he's performing in defence and in attack he's doing a great job the thing for Jake is he obviously can't rest on his laurels you've obviously got people like Junior and Ed Chamberlain who are 
vying to get a place back in the team as well now. So obviously it's up to Jake to keep his performance levels really high. And Adam Walker coming in today, we, yeah. we didn't see much of him because of his fitness, but yep. there were bits we did see of him. Were you impressed with him? He's a big man, isn't he? A big nasty middle. Yeah, like I thought call. he was really dangerous in, with, in attack, to be fair. He's uh, creating the offload, getting a little bit of space. And Robbie got on the back of one of them. Uh, Josh Jones got on the back of another as well. Um, It'll give us another dimension in our attack. Um, the one good, the one thing I saw, which obviously needs to be fixed, was obviously a little bit in D. He was lunging into tackles rather than taking his feet to contact. So that's just something that we'll fix up throughout the week and obviously in the next few games coming forward. But I think he'll be a great acquisition for us. So after three tough games, now the Saints game, the Catalan game, the Cats game, how refreshing is it for you now? You've got Wigan Warriors at home next yep. week. Wigan out, firing at the moment. That must be a game now that the guys are confident of going in. They'll bring a big crowd, big atmosphere. Yeah, you must be excited about that. Yeah, you'd want you'd want a big crowd there as well. You want the people to get behind us the Salford fans who've been um, to all like our away games at the moment have been outstanding to be fair want them to obviously come and follow us into the AJ Bell and then see where we can go from there like I say Wigan will come ready to play next week and they were very physical in the second half against Warrington and we'll be expecting that kind of approach from them but like I say we're a good team if we go out about our business the right way we'll beat teams like this you must have done your homework I bet you was watching that game on uh, Friday night Warrington against Wigan did you see things in that game that you can exploit next week oh, you look at quite a lot of the games with you generally watch every game that they play all year myself and Gleese, and then we'll go through and we'll sit down together and we'll find a way that we think's best what suits our players to kind of break them down um, but like you see when we attack and we get to the right positions on the field will cause teams problem as is about making sure our mentality defensively is right going into every game and to be fair the effort and attitude has been great in um, all the games we've played so far thanks for speaking to us today Ian. I'll see you next week mate right, cheers Paul thanks a lot so that was Ian Watson Paul talking to yourself and obviously after defeat he was positive he was happy what he'd seen and uh, there's plenty more to come yeah, certainly. I think that's all Ian's asking for at the moment, and that's all the support that's for is there's 100% commitment from the lads, and I don't think you can question the commitment in any of the games this season. I think they've, they've been top-notch, they've worked really hard, they're looking fit, they're looking strong, and they, they finished that game pretty strongly against Castleford, and you know, if that game had gone another five minutes or so, we could, we could have nicked it, so definitely positives to take out of the game. As Ian said about the St. Helens game as well, I know it was a defeat, but we troubled Saints at times, and we, we certainly troubled the good Castleford side there as well. Yeah, it's like you said, Ian Watson, uh, his team, the club, everybody's on a journey, aren't they, Paul? Turning the club like Salford into a kind of the, like you said, top of the, sort of bottom of the, bottom of the top. And, that, and that's what it, that's what it is. I think it's a journey that we're on now. And, you know, Ian Watson at the helm, you know, the players sort of looking fit, like you said, playing well. You know, I think it's just a, a really good journey that we're on. And, and hopefully there'll be loads more success and happy days to come. Certainly, mate. I mean, if you go back to the start of the season, not many pundits and supporters give us a bean, did they? They all sort of said it was us in London for the wooden spoon and we were going to really struggle. But I think we've proved people wrong already that we're going to be competitive this season and we've made an excellent start to it. It's just obviously keeping that keeping that consistency and that momentum going now. And we've got some we've got some tricky fixtures coming up. You've got Wigan at home, which is going to be difficult which we'll speak about soon and we've got Wakefield away the week after mm. uh, that, that's never easy to go to so it doesn't get easy every game in Super League is tough we've got to play London away from home twice they're going to be hard games so there's no gimme matches in Super League so you've got to work for every uh, every two points you get yeah uh, big thanks for your three word match reports uh, you put sloppy at times and your man of the match was uh, Turger uh, Patrick Conley should have won his man of the match was Turger uh, Mike Woodbridge unforced errors uh, Costley, uh, his man of the match was Hastings. Uh, Roy Ellaby dropped one clanger. His man of the match was Turger. Uh, Harvey Reed, silly mistakes, unlucky. Uh, 
his man of the match was Turgut and Hastings. Adam Thomas Arbery missed kicks again. His man of the match was Dudson. We did miss a couple of kicks, Paul. That was kind of the difference. Is it kind of a, a panic? And we do even start to panic about not being able to sort of keep our kicking consistency high without the likes of um, our specialist kicker, Ed Chamberlain? Um, yeah, it is a bit of a concern. It was four tries apiece, wasn't it, on Sunday? Mm. And it's funny, though, because Jordan Rankin, the guy who was kicking the goals for, for Castleford, he missed one banging in front of the post. He hit the post, and he was really banging in front of that, that last try they scored, and he hit the inside of the post and came out. And then five minutes later, he kicked a penalty goal from near the halfway line. So, you know, I think all clubs struggle with that consistency of goal kicking, don't they? And, you know, a goal kicker, sort of Fran Botica style goal kicker now what would what would he be worth because there's not many of them about is there um, but yeah Ed Chamberlain's probably our number one kicker but it was Ken C always kicking on, on Sunday and then after Ken got his injury and went off and then came back on again after he came back on Joey Lussett was kicking the goal so just a quick mention for Ken C dislocated his shoulder on, on Sunday in the match I think he went off for about 10 minutes had it popped back in and came back on again so that's 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 pretty brave, that Rob. I mean, we're going about rugby league players being being tough. That is tough. I mean, it's all right having your finger pop back in, but your shoulder <laughs> that takes a bit of doing that. And that's off to Kentio. Yeah, I say all rugby players are super brave, aren't they? And super courageous and and strong. And obviously, you know, this plate shoulder is nearly sort of painful injury as well, isn't it? But you know, he snaps it back into place, and it's you know he's back on the field. It's, it's a bit mad when you think about it, but that's what rugby players do, aren't they? A bit. They do that kind of thing, don't they? They certainly do. I think he was itching to get back on from from what Watto said. Um, you know, he, he didn't want to. He, I don't think he even wanted to come off because he was holding his arm. I thought he'd done something to his wrist or something when he came off. But no, um, speaking to him after the game, it was it was just his shoulder. It was just it's horrible the way they say it. they always say, don't they? Oh, he popped it back in. <laughs> it just sounds awful, but no, don't bear thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why the, that's why the, you know the magical. That's why they really. Tough rugby players, you say not. I'm a bit squeamish, like, me anyway, Rob. When it comes to stuff like that, I don't think I could do that. But no, no. There you go. Uh, other other three word match reports: uh, Malcolm Woody, uh, very poor start. His man of the match was Jackson Hastings. Player uh, Jackson, pure class. Uh, Colin Wilson, errors cost us. Um, his man of the match was Jansen Turgut. Chris and Janet Shenton, leaving yourself. Sounds like Jansen Turgut's cleaned up uh, this week, Paul. Uh, Colin Reynolds, some silly mistakes. Uh, our man, Jansen Turgut again. Uh, Salford Mariner, good goal kicker. Um, Harvey Reid, not far off. Um, Chris Wilson, uh, start Costas, Jansen Turgut. Chris Boggs, always just behind. Yeah, I suppose we were always just at kind of arm's length at Castleford, but it's, I suppose it's one of them. Sometimes you just can't close the gap and uh, obviously you start that badly. You find it hard difficult sometimes to kind of close the gap sometimes. The start cost us, Rob. I, I'm convinced of that. I think that 12-point start cost us the game. Um, and then we obviously let Castlewood score just after the break, I think it was. It went to 18 points to four and you're chasing a the game there. Right? You can't afford those those errors, can you? And those, those clangers, you know, from Evels. Uh, something we've got to clean up that because we have made it, we have dropped a few clangers this season. I said before, the tries conceded from kicks. That was a soft try. That what that Massey scored, and you've got to be you've got to be more wary of those those, those kick throughs. You've got to read them situations. Yeah, uh, Lee Maddox, Jansen, outstanding again, and Jack O'D, uh, Jansen Turgut mistake cost us. So, yeah, Jansen Turgut sort of uh, wins the lot when it comes to three with match reports against Castleford. 
which is pretty good for him because obviously he's been playing really well, hasn't he, Paul? He certainly has. Are you making a note of these every I am. week who's, who's I won thinking, it, right? I, I was thinking Jan Stuka can have three points, um, Jackson Aitens can have two, and uh, was it Gil Dudson? I think it was Gil Dudson. Somebody, somebody said Dudson there, yeah. So we'll give Dudson one point. Who's leading up to now then? Oh, Josh Jones, I think, at the moment. Yeah. Um, I will confirm that on next week's show. I'm almost, I've got it written down, but it was from last week. I do need to kind of catch up on it, really. What I might do is make like a little video. You see me nice, see me a little video on the, for the uh, for the podcast I did last I week, did, yeah. which is very good. So what I might do, I might do a, a similar one for the uh, the leaders so far. Yeah, I get a minute. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, that's the chat. That's our look back at the uh, the uh, gaming as Casper Tigers. And um, next up on the Devil of Detail, what we'll do? We'll look back at all the big news coming out of Soul for Red Devils this week. So Soul for Red Devils news this week. There was a fundraiser being held at the Bluebell last uh, yesterday. Uh, fantastic success, uh, well attended, uh, fantastic for everyone. Yeah, it looked, it looked really good. I was a bit disappointed I couldn't go to that, Rob. I've had a few things on this week and couldn't get down there Tuesday night, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. We had the, the radio on, didn't we, and what have you. So it looked good from the photographs I saw. I know there's quite a few people there from Swinton Lions as well. So I think that that's a great thing that if we can get both the Salford Red Devils and Swinton Lions, you know, doing things together and, and working together as well in the community. I think that's great and it sort of builds bridges between, you know, there's a nice friendly rivalry there and I, I thought that was excellent and everyone I spoke to were and seen on Facebook had an excellent night and it was well attended. Jackson Hastings was there, some of the players were there. I think the Langworthy team was there all in the tracksuits and what have you. So that was great to see and uh, glad everybody enjoyed it. Yeah, obviously, like you said, we were broadcasting on uh, Salford, Salford City Radio Sports Zone and like I say, it's great for the community that, you know, this kind of thing happens uh, at the Bluebell because obviously fans, you know, it's good to get together and have, have social moments outside the, the game day experience because, you know, that kind of thing helps, I think, to build a better club. It certainly does and we've had quite a, a few um, things recently haven't we? with the foundation and the supporters trust putting nights on and, uh, you know, it's the, there's, there's been a lot over the last sort of 12 months or so a lot more than I can ever remember anyway and uh, you know they're, they're really good nights aren't they and it's great on a game day you don't really get to chat to people that much you're watching a match and then you, you're rushing off after the game so if you can you can meet up at these social events I think it's really good and at, at the moment the like I, I've said to a few people who stood with me on Sunday at the match, it was uh, it's been great this season so far. Just to see the camaraderie between the fans and the, the away following at Castleford on on Sunday behind the sticks there was absolutely tremendous. I mean, I won't like to put a, a number on how many we took, but I heard somebody say we've sold about five or six hundred tickets and probably had a few people walk up on the day. So it was a, that's a cracking following that, and everywhere we've gone this season so far, the the following's been really good and they're really vocal, and, and the players in Ian Watson really appreciate that. So. Uh, Let's just keep that going, but it's been good. It's been really yeah, good. Yeah, and don't forget if you buy your tickets before the game, the club get is it fifty percent of the 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 amount, which is you know going to help, going to build the club, going to you know allow the likes of Ian Blees to invest that back into the club and 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 to make it bigger and better. And you know, like you said, six hundred people at Castleford, a few more like walks up. It, it shows how much the club's growing. I think. Well, I think I think we've always had a good away support, Rob. I know people bash us sometimes for our own support, but. 
Haraway support's probably, you know, in a proportion, it's probably the best in the league anyway. Yeah. Um, we take an awful lot of fans away from home. A lot of Salford supporters seem to go home and away, don't they? We're not like sort of Leeds who get 15,000 at home and maybe take 500 away, which is, which is nothing really in proportion, is it? So Salford support, it, it's good, and it? People are fanatical who watch us. And, you know, we've not had a lot to shout about over the years either, have we? We've just been the odd scrap here and there. So I think people are enjoying it this season. The, the three, well, three wins away from home already. We only won one away from home while last season so we've had three good away trips and you know the kid well, the Catalan game was a was an absolute dream wasn't it and well so we had that great win at Old Kingston Road was that great comeback as well so uh, so it's been good to see but yeah it was another great effort on uh, on Sunday from the supporters yeah it, it kind of makes you wonder what we're doing right because obviously like you said our away support in, in sort of uh, comparison to our own support you know it, it, we take sort of more a lot more away from home than other teams do and it's it's weird, like I wonder what we do that other clubs don't. To... Hunger, Rob. I think it's hunger with us. Oh. I think you've got a lot of hungry supporters. Definitely, we've not been at Wembley for fifty years, and we've not won a trophy for forty-three major ones. So I think I think the fans are hungry, aren't they? And you know, the fanatical some Salford supporters. Well, most Salford supporters, maybe all Salford supporters, we're fanatical people, aren't we? And we love our club and want them to do well. I'm not having a go at other teams, but perhaps some Saints supporters, Leeds supporters, they've seen it all before, haven't they? And are they that? Are they that bother? I don't know. But I know, certainly with us, and you can look at Ulkingston Rovers as well, and, and Huddersfield, and people slag them off, but they take a, a good following, don't they, people, and those people will follow them all over the country, won't they, and really get behind them. So I think our, our support is, is, is excellent. You've only got to look at it every week, the noise that they make, and the players really appreciate that, don't they? You've seen the, the tweets they put out on uh, on, on, on Twitter, Tweets on Twitter, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, tweets yeah, on right. Twitter. <laughs> what am I like? Yeah. No, but you, you've only got to listen to what they say on there. And Jackson Hastings said that every week he said the sports are amazing and, and they see all that and, and they, they appreciate that. And I, don't, I don't think you kind of can fully appreciate it when you're in it because obviously I get you know in the press box and, and you listen to, to the Salford crowd and, and they are very, you know, very, very noisy for the, for the amount of people that we have you know, behind the posts and, you know, when you're in it, it is loud, and you think, "Yeah, this is loud." But when you when you're not in it, you think it's it's, it's like a plane taking off sometimes. And that and that's yes. your, like I say, that's that's kind of the ultimate compliment here. And I think as well, it's not just the noise; it's the variation of songs. Because a lot of teams have one or two and a couple of chants, and, and they don't really have much. But we have like a whole songbook of like amazing songs for all different kinds of occasions. And it's and it's kind of a, a thing that will more people who kind of discover mm-hmm. Sulfur Devils. And you know, start to follow them, will kind of buy into that and, and and enjoy the experience because you know we're not we're just totally different, I think, to many other kind of uh, rugby league crowds. Um, and and, it, and it's good that I can say the club are trying to build it and they're trying to bit, get more people to follow us. Uh, and hopefully the fans will do their bit and and make it a you know a super experience for everyone who joins in. Yeah, I think I think with the support, Rob, I think. The, the Salford supporters are desperate for us to, to do well, aren't we? I, I don't think we have massive expectations. and I think different supporters, and there's a different mindset and different mentality with different clubs, isn't there? And I think it was Leeds at the weekend, they lost at home to London, and they were getting booed off at the end of the game. And you think, it just seems a bit odd to me. I don't think I've ever booed a Salford team off, you know, no matter how bad we are. And yet, they've won loads and loads of trophies and they're booing the team off. So, I, I don't know, sometimes you... Perhaps we've suffered a bit more and we're a bit more tolerable than other other teams. I, th- I think we are, aren't we? You know, you've only got to go back a few years and certain coaches we've had have gone on massive long losing runs and you've still not booed them, have you? You still want them to do well and, and, and win things. So 
I think you know between us, I think we deserve a bit of a bit of success, don't yeah. we? Sooner, sooner rather than later. I think obviously, like so, Wigan and, and Leeds were used to success and used to sort of happy crowd. When you get like a sort of crowd booing you, that's going to affect them more, I think, than a team like Salford who have had you know indifferent uh, periods, we'll call it, um, you know, in through the years and. Like you say, likes of Wigan and, and the likes of Leeds will find it difficult to kind of adjust to that because they'll start having doubts in their head that, you know, I'm playing for Leeds, why am I not, why is it not happening? Or, I'm playing for Wigan Warriors, why, why are we not, you know, doing what we need to do because we're Wigan and we should be winning games like this. And it's, it's kind of becomes a spiral, doesn't it? Like I said before, with, with, when he, when uh, my levels, you know, through that pass out, it's confidence that he, had, he wanted, to, wanted to give it. And obviously, yeah, we dropped it. But next time it comes, and what I don't want them to do is, 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 is throw the dummy and then, then, and then sort of drive it in. I want them to try it again. Because next time he'll throw it, Chris Wellham hopefully will catch it this time, and then Wellham could go 80 yards and score. And that'll be the difference between getting beat by, uh, by six. Yeah. And that's, that's the difference. I think, like I say, it's just like you said before, it's, it's a mentality thing. And, you know, we're on our way, I think. And, you know, as long as we stay in this, stay in this bubble where we are now with performing well and, and getting that top eight and keep this uh, good uh, vibes going. You know, who knows you know, how far we can go. There was a lot of money on me this week, you know, to mention that bubble first. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> 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 just busted the coupons there. <laughs> Coupon buster. Yeah. But, you know, it is, it is what it is, Paul, and, and, and I'm super excited how, how far we've come as a club and, you know, how far we can go. So, uh, next one. Um... Wigan game, supporters trust buses are up and running again. Uh, Salford Devils uh, 1 and Salford Devils 2 tickets are available. Uh, now you can get family tickets, under 17 tickets and senior uh, tickets as well, which is really good, I think, because obviously it gives a variety for people um, and hopefully you'll boost the crowd. And you can pay on your contactless on your card, I think, as well, can't you? You can. So it saves you messing about with, with change and what have you. So, so yeah, the, 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 the trust buses have been really good, haven't they? And people are definitely using them. They've been um, really busy the last couple of weeks. So, uh, if you can get on the, the bus this week and get yourself down there. Yeah, Eccles bus adult return is, is four fifty. It's fiver for the Salford bus. Uh, family for the Eccles is thirteen pound, uh, and the Salford bus is fifteen pound. And uh, the under seventeens and the senior. Tickets are three fifty for the ones in Eccles and four pound for the Salford one. So, like I say, book yourself on uh, the bus, uh, and I think it's such an important tool as well uh, for you know for people who might not have, have a car um, to get access to the to the stadium. And, you know, it takes an uh, it takes a kind of excuse, I think, Paul, when people say can't get there, can't get there. There's a bus going now. There's no reason why you can't jump on that bus. And it's great value for money as well, Robbie. You look at the, the prices you just said there. I mean, the, it's cheap as that for a return ticket, isn't it? They're like 1980s prices. That's, that's absolutely bang on. I mean, even that family ticket, how good's that? So uh, it saves you on your, even if you even if you live that neck of the I mean, I live in Boston, but if I lived over that neck of the woods, I'd probably use it because you're saving your petrol, really. You know, by the time you've gone there and back and used all your fuel, you might as well go on the bus. So, and you can have a pint as well, can't you? And, and enjoy it. I mean, I hate driving. I absolutely hate driving. It does me head in. And if someone could, if I could get a bus every week or someone would come and chauffeur me there, I'd <laughs> pick up. I just don't like driving because there's actually a bus. I saw it today going past my street, the 52. I think you can get that to the Trafford Centre. Um, so I was thinking this one. I thought, oh, you know what? I might go on the bus. 
you know, just as a change, so I don't have to worry about going on the motorway and faffing about because I do not. I despise driving because I do it every, all day, every day. Come, come weekend, I don't want to be driving anywhere. Yeah, is that, is that a shout out, Paul, for anyone who can? Like, yeah, if there's anybody up North Manchester who wants it, I know Andy Steele lives up this neck of the woods, don't they? He lives near me in Blakely, so um, he could come and give me a lift. But I think he goes early, doesn't he? Because he's setting his DJ thing up. But if you're listening, Andy, you pick me up near Tesco's at Vicky Avenue if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'll jump in with you. We'll have to see. We'll have to hopefully, you know, someone will give you a lift so you can get to the game against Wigan Park. Yeah, no worries, I'll drive. Talk, talking about transport issues, uh, last week we talked about the bus, didn't we? about the the van, you know, on the, on the road that was, I think, was blocking one one lane. Remember that conversation we had last week? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, obviously, calm down a bit now, cool down a bit. I think the reason why they parked the van where they parked the van is because it's kind of like the sort of the boundary of the stadium. Right. So it, I thought, well, why don't you just park it near the uh, near the near the pub? But you're not going to park it near the pub because it's not. It's not. Do you know, while we're talking about traffic, right? Yeah. Um, here's one for you. When oh. when I got to the ground on um, on Sunday, mm. I got myself on the pressless on Sunday at Cass, and the, the guy kindly said to me, "Oh, you can park in the car park for free." Yeah. It's all right. That's great because I normally park in town centre and then walks. It's it's not bad. So yeah. anyway, I said to my dad, well, we'll go in there then, because we got there nice and early. Anyway, you think the car park at Salford's bad? At Castleford, you go around a pitch, and then you go around the back of the old railway end, and they cram as many cars in as they can. But you've got no chance of getting out, because I think a few people put it on Facebook, it just took him ages, because there was so many all crammed together. You was all going out for like a, this single track road. But it was just like a free-for-all on that car park. It was absolutely ram. But by the time I've been to the press conference and then hung about for a few interviews, there was nobody there anyway, so it was nice and empty. But people moan about car park at the Salford, but I think it got mentioned the other week about all okay, cars. Car park was pretty busy. Wiggins is busy, but Castleford is a tricky one to get over as well. True. But like I say, people don't mention it. Salford one, the whole of the Twitter is alive. Oh, can't get off a car park, can't get off a car park. Castle of the Tigers, like you said, every, just kind of like you say, they pile them up in the corner, don't they, basically? That's not that's not organised. That's organised chaos, that part, really. You know what I mean? But nobody mentions it. Nobody thinks, you know what, I'm not going to Castle because I can't get out. You know what I'm saying? Why, yeah. why is that? Why, why, why is it that if it's Salford, oh, yeah, you know, we're not going to Salford because, you know, the car park's rubbish and we can't get out. It's, well, at Castleford on Sunday, it was like a scrapyard. Yeah. You know, when you go to a scrap bag and everything's just piled in, there's no room to move. You couldn't even get your door open. So yeah. it's like, it but was literally cram as many cars in as we can. But yeah, yeah I think I think we get a lot of bad press, Rob. I, I do. I think the car park's pretty steady to get off now. It's all, but like I said last week, just just chill for 10 minutes, have your, have your flask and uh, away you go. Yeah, but I think, I'll say going back to the van, I think that's the reason is because it's on the bad, it's on the like the border of, of you know the stadium. So they can't park it. If you park it in near the pub, then it'll be in the pubs. He's going to come looking for you on Sunday, this bloke who <laughs> drives his van. <laughs> after I calm Where's down, that Rob Parkinson? Yeah, after I calm down, I thought that'll be, that'll be the reason why. You're um, rabbing you. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so so we got we got traffic out of the way, which is good. Yep. Other big news. Um, announcement today, Paul, from the club, that they're kind of joining up with Hope Hospital uh, to do, uh, obviously, initiatives, um for future fixtures. I think it's great. Obviously, the club are, are doing that. Uh, they do a fantastic job down there at Hope. Um, and all the NHS, you know, the nurses uh, and the doctors, you know, always working under sort of so much pressure uh, in their jobs. 
uh, and it's great the club are kind of joining forces with them uh, to promote them and promote themselves too. Certainly, yeah, and Hope Hospital is right in the community of Salford, right in the heart of the community of Salford. So, and it's a massive hospital as well, and I've been there a few times with my dad, and it's so easy to get lost in there. But, uh, but yeah, it's a great initiative that, and uh, you know, let's hope we can uh, we can spread our name and, and help them out, and, and they can help us out and work in a, in a good partnership. It's good, another good initiative, and it's good to see the club getting out there in the local community. Yeah, and also they mentioned that they're going to have the uh, the Magic Weekend uh, kit. Uh, sort of designed in you know to celebrate uh, sort of Hope Hospital. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what they what they what they kind of produce there because obviously Hope Hospital. What do you think? What, what do you reckon they could design really for uh, for the NHS and and, and 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 Hope Hospital in a shirt? Hmm, I don't know. I don't know really, Rob. That's a, that's an interesting one. Really interesting one. It's not called Hope Hospital now. It's Salford Royal, isn't it? No? Yeah, Salford Royal. Yeah, but yeah, it, so they come up with really because you know they've had a, they've had some success, haven't they, with, with the uh, the Magic uh, Weekend shirts over the last few years. Yeah, uh, we had the Super Josh one, which was, was fantastic. We've had the the B one, was it, last yeah. season? Yeah. Um, what was the other one? We had, we had like a gold one before that as well, didn't yeah. we? When Todd Carney played for us that season, 2017, we had a decent one. Uh-huh. So, yeah, they've been they've been good kits the last sort of three or four seasons, haven't they, uh, the Magic Weekend? So, they're always a good design. But that, that's interesting, that one, the, the hospital one. I wonder what that's going to be. I have no idea. Yeah, we'd see what they, what they come up with. We'll all be uh, waiting, you know, with anticipation, see what they, what they, what they decide to, to create there. Um, talking merchandise as well. Uh, the wild thing, uh, Van is back for the Wigan game. Obviously, we talked about uh, the Retro Reds and we talked about Steve McCormack's, McCormick's um, photos last week uh, but the Wild Thing merch van um, with all the official merchandise uh, will be back for the Wigan game and I think it's great obviously not having a shop um, available um, stops obviously fans getting stuff sometimes but having this sort of uh, merchandise van thing parked up is a good thing he certainly is, Robin, and now's the time to be to be selling it. You know, get there early, get it stocked up on on Sunday. Let's hope it's full of gear because you've got potential of getting a really good crowd on on Sunday against Wigan. You know, we've had, we've been away from home last couple of weeks. We had a good win and and, and played really well at Castleford. So I'm expecting there to be a lot of people there. You know, it's our first home game back at back at Salford. There's a bit of a buzz at the moment, isn't it? And particularly that Catalan game because it was on the telly. A lot of people have seen that as well. So that's developed quite a bit of excitement. So. Let's hope that that merchandise van is full and people might be there getting the shirts and the baseball caps and scarves or whatever else they sell. So, uh, so yeah, I'm sure that'll do really well on Sunday. Yeah, talking about merchandise and tickets and and Wigan uh, on Sunday, a lot of people on on the internet, um, Wigan fans mostly, um, talking about how how expensive it is to pay on the day, twenty seven pounds. Um, most clubs are like that though Paul aren't they you know if you go and buy on a day you pay premium price I know it's kind of a pretty expensive if, if you're going to sort of go decide on the you know spur of the moment you're going to go and watch the match um, but if you plan it you save a couple of quid and, and it kind of helps I think that if you get into the habit of buying a buying a ticket before the game obviously the club get the money don't they as well um, mm. but also I think it kind of it's an effort I think for the whole of Super League not just Salford to kind of reprogram, um, you know, fans into thinking, what I'll do, I'll buy my ticket midweek, so then I don't have to, I save myself whatever a fiver uh, every game. And it's good, because obviously the club will get the money in the end. So can, can Wigan supporters not buy 
tickets from Wigan for the yeah. Salford game? Could you not go down to, say you live in Wigan now, could I not go down to the JJ, is it DW, sorry, stadium, tomorrow and, and buy my ticket? There's a Wigan season ticket, although I could do, yeah. and I'd save money. So why don't they just do that then? I don't understand what the, the moan is. Mm, yeah, it's 20, 25 quid if you if you buy it at Wigan. Oh, they're not just moaning because they've lost a few games and they're feeling a bit of pressure. Maybe, maybe. And they miffed about Sean Edwards. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> possibly, like, possibly. I suppose it might be like a, a kind of a getting an excuse in early. Yeah, uh, probably sounds like it to me. Not many Wigan fans turn up. We not, we know, we, we didn't go because it would have cost us two quid more. Pounds. That's why we didn't win. And that's why we didn't win. That might be why. But we'll, we'll see what happens, see what kind of crowd they, they bring on Sunday. Because obviously, like I say, it's Sunday afternoon, you know, over... We had a look at the weather. Do we know what the weather's going to be like Sunday? I think it's going to be all right, Rob. It's been nice today, hasn't it? It's been really nice today. So I think I was reading the paper today and it was saying, <laughs> I don't know why I bother. I read the, the star today. I always read that, the weather stuff. And there was a headline on the front. Oh, spring's going to be 20 odd degrees. I don't know why. I, I bite me, though. I read stuff and oh, yeah. I believe things that I read in the paper and I shouldn't do. Uh, but, oh. Yeah, I get carried away. I think, oh, great. Yeah, someone's coming and all that. But uh, no, it looks all right. According to my iPhone, um, it's it, it looks okay the next few days of weather so we shall see we shall see but Wigan tend to be one of the most uh, the better away supported sides I'd say they always used to big, bring a big following to the Willows and I think last season they brought one of the biggest followings to, to the AJ Bell so uh, I'd be surprised if they don't bring a good following on Sunday they might have a moan on, on, on Twitter and that, but I'm pretty sure most of them will turn up on Sunday yeah hopefully the club will be you know doing some kind of pre-match uh, activity or entertainment like the last couple of weeks they've had a you know some good stuff going on pre-game and I think it's kind of important the club continue that kind of run because obviously it is Wigan and Wigan sells itself um, but if you want people outside the bubble to, to, to come and watch the match you kind of need a bit more so we'll have to see what they come up with obviously they've got, they've got a few days I'm sure you know, like they say they do like a little uh, you know things you need to know before the game uh, article every week only Adam produces that fine uh, read so make sure you you check check that out for this week uh, and see what's happening uh, pre-game yeah I'm sure I'm sure they'll put something on Rob but to be honest with you you shouldn't need selling this when you're playing the Super League champions and, and Wigan is like the Manchester United of football really, aren't they? probably one of the Probably the biggest name in, in world rugby league, let alone just just in England. So uh, no, it's it's one of those. It's a mouth-watering watering game. It's one I'm really looking forward to. It's a special one, isn't it, Wigan? It's one of the ones you always look forward to when the fixtures come out. I mean, doesn't matter whether Wigan's lost twenty games on the spin. You beat Wigan, and uh, you're pretty chuffed at the at five o'clock, aren't you? So uh, so yeah, I'm excited for that one. But I'm sure the club will come up with something in the next couple of days. Yeah. Uh, final bit of news: uh, Red Hot Angels are looking for a new training venue. Uh, for this season um, I think these, these girls work really hard don't they Paul uh, with all the pre-match uh, dancing and you know I'm hoping that somebody out there listening to this will be able to provide them with some kind of venue because I think it'd be a real shame if they, if they can't find somewhere to train because obviously you need to do your training to perform at the optimum level on, on a game day and um, hopefully somebody will be out there and to help these girls out Yeah I'm pretty sure they will be doing Rob I mean they, they want the best no, I'm not that I have a choreographer of dance, but I think they're one of the best dance uh, dance groups in the in the Super League. They, they're really good, mind you. A lot of the teams have, have the dancers and that now, don't they? And it's great entertainment, isn't it, for uh, for kids and, and families and whatever and, and everybody really. So, like I said, I'm no expert on, on dancing and that, but I hope they get sorted. And I'm sure they will. Well, you had a boxer, Paul, so you you must have rhythm. You must be able to do a bit of 
I'm not, I'm not a dancer. I don't <laughs> dance about though. No, no, I'm not like Muhammad Ali in the ring, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, if if you know if you can, you know, get the girls a room uh, to training, big enough to for the training. Uh, tweet them at Red Devils. Uh, sorry, at Red Angels Dance One. That's Red Angels Dance One. Uh, tweet them and, and and see if you can uh, can help the girls out. Uh, so that's all the news coming out of the Sulphur Red Devils this week. Uh, next up on the Devil in the Detail, what we'll do, we'll look at the uh, Amber Report with Paul. Right, well, here is this week's Devil in the Detail Amateur Report. We'll start off this week with the National Conference Leagues. A couple of the games postponed after that, that terrible weather we had again. A lot of rain recently, as we said last week on the on the show. Rochdale Mayfield's game against Egremont Rangers, that was postponed in the Premier Division due to a waterlogged pitch. Saddleworth Rangers match in Division 1 against Dewsbury Moor Maroons, that was also postponed for a waterlogged pitch. But Salford City Roosters, they played in Division 3. They were beaten at home to Waterhead Warriors by 18 points to 10. It sounded a fantastic match, though. It really did. Paul Morgan having a wonderful game by all accounts. Christian Higgins and Tom Southern got the tries for Salford City Roosters with John Openshaw converting one of those tries. He had a 10 points to nil lead. And... Um, it was a battle back from Waterhead Warriors. They're top of the table, Waterhead. Three wins out of three. And they battle back to win a really exciting game by 18 points to 10. So a bit unlucky this uh, weekend, just gone the Salford Roosters. Millham against Oldham St. Anne's. That was another fantastic match in Division 3. That one finished 12 points apiece up in, in Cumbria. So a good point on the road for Oldham St. Anne's. The fixtures for this weekend are going to be played on Saturday the 23rd of March. And in the Premier Division, it is West Hull against Rochdale Mayfield. In Division 1, Normanton Knights are at home to Saddleworth Rangers. And in Division 3, Eastmore Dragons play Waterhead Warriors. Hensingham play Salford City Roosters. And Oldham St. Anne's are at home to the Batley Boys. Well, moving on to the North West Youth League. The, uh, the fixtures for the weekend just gone Sunday the 17th of March, St. Patrick's Day, were absolutely decimated. There was, wasn't one game that survived the uh, the weekend due to uh, postponement through waterlogged pitches after, the, after I said before, the, the rain that we've been having. But the fixtures for this weekend, Sunday the 24th of March, are as follows. In the under-18s, it's the Lancashire and North West Youth Cup. Folly Lane play Crossfields. Langworthy play Oldham St. Anne's. Rochdale play Pilkington Rex. Saddleworth play Waterhead. Shevington at home to Salford City Roost. In the under-16s, Lancashire and North West Youth Cup. It's Blackbrook against Folly Lane, Newton Storm against Oldham St Anne's, Oral St James against Saddleworth and Thato Heath against Waterhead. In the North West, Youth Shield and Plate under-16s, Caddyshead are at home to West Horton and Rochdale are at home to Overson. And again in the North West Men's League, loads of games postponed due to uh, to waterlogged pitches in those leagues. We've just got these couple of results for you. Division 2, Langworthy Reds game survived. They beat Hindpool Tigers, an excellent result for Langworthy Reds. They won by 26 points to 6. And there was a couple of games in Division 4 that were on Caddy's Head Rhinos with a good win. They beat Saddleworth Rangers A by 26 points to 12. In Division 5, Blackpool, Stanley 8, Higginshaw 34, Bolton Mets 14, Ryland Sharks 30. The fixtures for this weekend in the, the Premier Division, it's Haysham, Atoms against Rochdale Mayfield A. In Division 1, Hindley play Folly Lane. Wigan St. Cuthbert's play Oldham St. Anne's A. In Division 2, Berry Broncos are at home to Pilkington Rex. Hindpool Tigers are at home to West Horton Lions. Wigan St. Jude's A play Langworthy Reds. And Wigan St. Patrick's A play the Manchester Rangers. In Division 4, Saddleworth Rangers A play Rochdale Cobras. South Ribble Rabbitohs play against Caddy's Head Rhinos. And finally, in Division 5, Ryland Sharks are hosting the Salford City Roosters A. In student rugby league, a couple of results from the Wednesday just gone. Manchester University in the Northern 2A division beat Chester by 52 points to 12. And in college rugby league, Wyke 
beat Salford Red Devils Rising Stars by 21 points to 14 in the AOC Cup. The fixtures for this Wednesday in the University's Northern 2A Manchester play at Lancaster and in College Rugby League just one fixture involving our local teams and that's Hotwood Hall. They're at home in the Premier Division against Halifax ERA. Well finally this week as I mentioned last week we give you the uh, results for the Challenge Cup. We've got the draw now. The draw was made uh, sort of Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, I think it was last week. So we've got the draw for you now on this week's show. In the Challenge Cup fourth round, it's Keithley Cougars at home to Bradford Bulls. Whitehaven play Rochdale Hornets. Featherstone Lions play Doncaster. Barrow Raiders at home to York City Knights. Hunslet play Halifax. Featherstone Rovers at home to Swinton Lions. Sheffield Eagles against Lee Centurions. Dewsbury Rams play West Hull. Workington Town against Newcastle Thunder. Thatto Heath Crusaders play the North Wales Crusaders. Batley Bulldogs play Lock Lane. And Oldham play Widnes Vikings in the 1895 Cup draw, Hunslet play Workington Town, Oldham play Whitehaven, Doncaster play West Wales Raiders and Newcastle play the Keithley Cougars. The Championship sides enter the draw for the Challenge Cup in this round and don't forget the bottom four Super League sides from last season coming in the 5th round draw so Salford will be in on the 5th round draw and that 1895 Cup will be played at Wembley, that's going to be played after the Challenge Cup final, I'm not sure what time it is, it's when the final finishes anyway in uh, in August so two excellent competitions there to keep our eye on. That's all I've got for you this week, I shall see you on Sunday for Salford Red Devils against Wigan Warriors at the AJ Bell. That was your amateur report, Paul. You know, some fantastic uh, amateur clubs in our area doing a fantastic job uh, promoting rugby league. Yeah, they certainly are. We've had some decent starts of the season. Salford City Roosters, you know, after after last season, they, they struggled, didn't they, last season? I think we spoke about it in the close season. And they've come come back this season. They were unlucky uh, at the weekend and they've already got a result under their belts already. So uh, so best of luck to them. Caddy's Head doing really well. Lang with it. Folly Lane, they're all doing uh, doing well. It's been a good start to the season. And we've also had the Challenge Cup as well now. Uh, most of the amateur sides are out of that. I think all our, all our local ones are out of that now. But uh, it's the fifth round now. It's the, coming up at the end of the month, and then once that's been done, Salford come into to the, the sixth round. So, uh, so it's all exciting stuff at the moment, Rob. Yeah, it's super exciting, and we'll be following it every step of the way on the Devil in the Detail. Next up, what we're going to do, we we'll look forward to the game against Wigan on Sunday. It's time on the Devil of the So, so Red Devils take on Wig- will take on Wigan Warriors at the AJ Bell Stadium on Sunday, Paul. Wigan Warriors struggling at the bottom. So Red Devils in the top half, playing quite well. You're hoping it's a home win. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping it's going to be a home win, Rob. But I'm under no illusions. I think it's going to be a really tough game. I know Wigan have had some they've had some funny defeats really this season. They, they had a good result against Leeds. That's in fact that's the only game they've won this season against Leeds. Ryan was at home. They were beaten away from home against London. They were beaten at home to Hull in Golden Point extra time. They were beaten at home to Huddersfield a couple of weeks ago, which was a bit of a, a dismal display by all accounts. And St. Helens in, in round one was a, was quite a tight game. And then they played Warrington away from home last week, which was a tough game. It was 18-12 at one stage in that game in the second half. They come right back. So they, I think they played pretty well from what I saw in that Warrington game. So they're a tough team, aren't they? They don't seem to concede a lot of points. 
they're very physical. They've got a good set of forwards, but they're dangerous out wide. I mean, we've already played them once this season, the pre-season friendly, and their pace out wide was probably the difference that day. You know, Oliver Gill, that's an excellent centre. They've got Don Manfredi, Tom Davis, Liam Forsyth, the winger there. So, Zach Ardaker as well is a, is a proven match winner. So, let's be under no illusions. They're no mugged, Wigan. Um, they might be on a bit of a bad run at the moment and a bit low in confidence, but... As we saw with Leeds a few weeks ago at Salford, they they clicked and on the day if a good side clicks, you're going to get burnt. So we've just got to make sure we're on our guard and don't be taking Wigan lightly because they've still got some excellent you know, international and match-winning players. Yeah, obviously, you know, we need to be sort of on our on our game, like you said. Um, Wigan Warriors are Wigan Warriors, but we're Salford Devils. We've got some good players in, in that squad uh, who are, you know, very good players and can do Wigan some damage. Wigan aren't in the best place at the moment, are they, Paul? You know, with the uh, the Sean Edwards uh, fiasco going on, it might, it's going to affect the club because they don't know the direction. They need their you know manager to, to be in place. They had a plan, didn't they? That Lamb was going to move on, and Edwards was going to come in, and if that's not going to happen, it's going to unsettle everybody, isn't it? So I think it's well, important yeah. to take advantage. Yeah, it seems a bit of a farce, really, doesn't it? I mean, you think that all this was agreed, wouldn't you, with Adrian? I thought it was all agreed with Adrian Lamb and Sean Edwards. I Perhaps I've read it wrong. I thought they'd already unveiled him and they'd agreed to go there. So, because why would you say Sean Edwards is coming in when he's not? When he said he's not, so whoever's organised all that, I mean, they need a good bit of a talking to, really, don't they? Because why would you say Adrian Lamb's here for twelve months? Sean Edwards isn't when Sean Edwards is now saying he's not not signed a contract. It just seems stupid. But that's up to them. That's that's their business. We'll leave them to to deal with that. We just want to concentrate on what Solf is doing. And at the moment, we're we're confident. I'm pretty sure we'll be confident and hungry going into this game. We're going to be despite. Then being low in the table, I think beating Wigan at home is still a scalp for us. It definitely is, and it'll be a scalp for Ian Watson as well. It's not a game we've we've had huge success in over the years. You know, since we've moved to the AJ Bell, I think we've only beat them once at home. So, um, so it'll be a good result if we can get the win. Um, and I think, it, like I said before, it will be tough. They've got some excellent players. They've got international players, but I think their problem at the moment, from from where I've seen them, is is at halfback. Um, you know, Tompkins has gone gone to Catalans and Sam Powell's got injured. They've got George Williams there who's, who doesn't seem to be performing. George is a good player, international player, but he's supposed to be moving to is it Canberra Raiders next season. So has he got his eye on that? And there just seems to be a lot of people at Wigan at the moment with an eye off the ball and a lot of uncertainty, doesn't there, with things? And that can, can take your mind off things sometimes. I know they've got Jared Samet there as well who doesn't seem to have settled at Wigan and he doesn't look like he's, he's clicked at half-back for them. And the big man for me that they're missing more than Tompkins is um, John Bateman. I think John Bateman was the glue that held them together last season. Um, he won a lot of games from from on his own and I think he's been a massive miss and I know he played brilliantly well for Canberra on his debut at the weekend and they're going to really miss him this season. But they've got some some big-name players. As I mentioned before, Zach Ardaker, he's, he played really well against Warrington at the weekend. So, We've got to be on our guard because I think it'll be a tough game. Yeah, a few players coming back from Wigan. Joe Burgess, uh, Don Manfredi, uh, Ben Flower might be back in the reckoning as well. So they have got sort of good players all, you know, in that team. And you're just hoping, like I say, that we, we don't beat ourselves, Paul. Because obviously, you know, the farm is, 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 is what we play. And if obviously Wigan are struggling at the bottom, true, they might come do a lose. They might turn, us, you know, turn up and turn it on. But there's no guarantee that's going to happen. And we don't want to sort of ourselves before the ball kick. No, not at all, not at all, Rob. I think um, you're only as good as your last match, aren't you? And I mean, we've got, we've got to forget about that Catalan game now because that game's gone. But 
on the other hand, we've got to use that game as a benchmark. Say, look, this is how well we can play. And if we can play anywhere near as good as that, we'll beat Wigan on, on, on Sunday. Um, as far as Wigan go, though, one thing they have got in abundance is pace and pace out wide. And there's no substitute for pace. And we saw that in the Leeds game where they cut us to ribbons out wide. We saw it in that friendly against Wigan. I think the, the Wigan home game last season, the, 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 the pace did us. And with guys like Gildart, Burgess, Manfredi, they're strong, aren't they, out wide? And you've got to watch them because that's what they'll be doing on Sunday. They'll move that ball. And uh, if you're not on your game, they'll cut you to pieces and they'll, they'll score plenty of points. But as I said before, they've looked rudderless at times this season, a bit like Leeds. I think Leeds and Wigan, both their problems to me stem from half-back. They've not got a settled pair of half-backs and their half-backs aren't bossing the game. Um, and I think that's where they're losing out at the moment. So, uh, so yeah, we've just got to watch that pace. We've got to be on our guard, but we've got to be confident. We've got to be confident. I think if we can get a good start and get a most Wigan, we've got players on our, our side there, and Louis and, and Hastings, guys with bags of energy and, and sort of bags of enthusiasm. And we could, we've got to take the game to them, Rob. We've got to just go out there and, and, and take the game to Wigan and, and throw it for that early on. Yeah, Jake Shorrocks returns as well uh, with, with Wigan. Uh, after sort of a, a loan spell with us uh, last year, it's interesting to see if it's you know how he's how he and kind of has improved because obviously he got a bit of sort of bad press in it in a Salford shirt because I think a lot of people kind of expected something um, which he didn't deliver. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what, what happens in a, when he puts a Wigan shirt on. Yeah, well, he's only, last season you're a young kid, wasn't he? I don't think he'd had a lot of experience playing at Wigan. He played in the academy and um, the reserve grade, and you know he's cutting his teeth at Salford, really, wasn't he? And sort of finding his way in the game. So you know he was putting a lot on his on his shoulders there. He got some excellent players around him there at Wigan now, and I've not seen him this season, so I can't really um, reserve judgment on him. But you know Adrian Lamb must think pretty highly of him because they've got Jared Samet there, and I think Joe Shorrocks has, has sort of gone above. Sam in the in the pecking order, and he'll probably play in, in the house with with George Williams. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how he, he goes at the weekend. But I mean, no mistake, they've got a good pack of forwards as well. They've got some quality players, and uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. I mean, one player who who's probably not been as impressive this season is, is Sean O'Loughlin. He's been sort of their go-to talisman over the years, hasn't he? And, you know, a guy that really leads them. And I know he's not been playing big minutes this season. Or he, I think he's older than me. Oh, Lachlan, or similar age to us, isn't he? Probably about 36, 37 now. So, yeah. is he is he past his best? I'm not, I'm not too sure. But for, for for us and for me as a supporter, I don't think we've got to concentrate on them as much yet. We've got to concentrate on our own game, haven't we? And we we play to our potential, not worry about them. We should we should have enough to beat them. Yeah, I always think with rugby players when they start getting younger than you, that's when you start sort of getting a bit feeling old. There's not many now that I am. Kind of uh, sort of younger than he's kind of like grown on me slowly, you know what I mean? Well, when, like now, you, you can remember players' dads, can't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at Savelio, Andre Savelio. You remember oh. his dad playing yeah. for Salford and uh, Oliver Gilda. I remember his dad playing for Wigan and Oldham. So mm. um, no, we're not too old yet, are we? Oh, we're not, we're not not finished at thirty-six, Paul. Not yet. No, no, not retiring yet. <laughs> not retiring yet. Don't put the microphone down at thirty-six. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, score predictions. No, actually, we did weather, didn't we? Score predictions from you? Um, I was thinking the other day, I remember us beating Wigan at home at the Willows 24-16. I think it was about 1991, something like that. So I'm going to go 24-16. I don't know why. I just can't remember that game. I was looking at an old programme, I think. So 24-16. 24-16. I'm thinking Salford will come out the blocks early after last Here we week. go. Last week's uh, slow start. I think what will get in their ear, get them to go out quick. 
Uh, we'll raise it to a 20 nil lead. We're going to come back just for half time. It'll be 2012 at half time. And then second half will come. Peter Jackson, 18 is magic. Uh, Rob Lewis. Um, and uh, I think it will end up being over a devil 46, Wigan 20. Wow. 46 20. Jackson Hastings and Rob Lewis show. Points first. When was the last time we scored 40 points against Wigan? Probably <laughs> <laughs> going back to the, the 70s, even yeah. if then, if we did. Yeah. Wow. 46, 46 20 and playing good rugby. Got it. There. It's done. Mm. I right, back Wigan last week. I opened a Sky Bet account last Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell them. Oh. And, um, Wigan was seven to two to beat Warrington, so I was sat on me. I was sat on my phone. My little girl was in gymnastics, so I was watching the gymnastics and on my phone. I thought, come on then, I'll have a tenner. So I put a tenner on Wigan to beat Warrington, and they got beat. Mm. But that was me. You get a free ten pound bet, so I thought, well, I'll have, an, I'll have my free bet on something else. So there was a special, a sixty-six to one, and it was Wakefield against Hull. And there was you had to pick two. I think it was two Wakefield players. It was, it was two Pooh, and I think it might have been Johnston, um, and two Hull players. I can't remember who they were. No, Albert Kelly and someone else. And it was sixty-six to one. So I had a tenner on that, and I think one of them scored. I think that two Pooh scored. So it's like, oh, I'm not bothering having a bet this week now. Shut the account. <laughs> we have to kind of say that bet responsibly. Yeah. Uh, and when it stops being fun, stop. I've got to say, don't they? Because it is it like you say, it's kind of a. If, unless you've got inside information somehow, it relies on luck, doesn't it? End of the day. Yeah, yeah. I used to have the odd bet at Salford, you know, we used to have the, at the Willows. We had the, was it Robinson, the bookmaker? We used to have a, there used to be a little bookmaker thing there, wasn't there? Mm. And um, I used to have a few. Andy Coley won me a couple of uh, couple of quid on first try, scored a few times. You think he's yeah. 50 to 1 and won me a, a couple of bob. But um, no, I'm not very good at betting, really. No, it would be good, though, if there was some kind of, kind of betting kiosk. No first try scorers. Yeah, we're going to have got one. I think we're going to have Stan James, don't they, under the stand there? I've got a few bets there. I think Warrington have got one. I think most clubs have got them, to be honest. Yeah. Huddersfield, um, we, we did one, I remember right. Yeah. There's a betting thing that Huddersfield, I think um, someone got me a sort of 50 quid there. I can't think who it was now. But it was, you know, like off a pound bet. Yeah. And, that, and that's, you know, that's the kind of thing, as long as you've sort of bet responsibly. Um, you know, it adds that little bit of a uh, bit of extra to the match, doesn't it? Yeah, certainly. And Dan Murray first try score, what will he be? Oh, Ben Eckerby. We need Dan Murray to score because he needs to get off that nudie list. We're talking to JB about that. He's desperate for him to get off that nudie list yeah. so we don't have to do the uh, nude run around the pitch. So Dan Murray first try against Wigan against his hometown club as well. That'd be something special. I think. I think if you're going to bet on it, you go lose it. I think first try scorer. So that's mm. that from the play the ball. And close range, yeah. Close well, range, Ken Co yeah. though, Ken Co has been pretty good on it. True, true, true. We'll have to see. Man of the moment, though, Jake Bibby. He is, yeah. Gus. Not Gus. Reg, even. Yeah. Who's Gus? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you never know. You never know. Could be a, it could be a magical day for Salford on uh, on Sunday. Big crowd and a big win against Wigan Warriors. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, mate. Really can't wait. So... That's the end of this week's Devil the Detail podcast. Been a great show, Paul. Yeah, really enjoyed it, mate. Can't wait for Sunday. Looking forward to it. Yeah, big thanks for tuning in to this week's Devil the Detail. I've been Rob Parkson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter, at the ITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. 
devil in the deep <laughs> <laughs>